Welcome to On the Couch with Caroline, where we'll be finding out what makes people do the impossible. Please enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome everyone to Be the Impossible episode On the Couch with Caroline. And I am here today with the absolutely amazing Alex. Hi, Alex. It's fantastic to have you here. Hi, Caroline. Thank you so much. Hello, everyone who is watching us live and who is watching the replay. Thank you for having me here. So today we are going to like get behind the nitty gritty scenes of Alex's life and what made her choose to do the impossible, to be the impossible. What's inspired her? What makes her tick? Um, you know, and maybe you can get some inspirational ideas from Alex, and I'm sure you will, on how you can implement those in your own life. But before we start, I'm just going to give a little bit of a rundown on what Alex does, just so you get to know her a little bit better before we start. So Alex is a confidence and business success mentor. She is the host of the Confidence Rockstar podcast, which I have been very lucky to be on as well. She helps ambitious female entrepreneurs who struggle with the confidence to thrive in the online business and to get consistent flow of clients, which is something, you know, I know lots of um, women struggle with in that uh, field. A couple of years ago, she had her whole life turned upside down when she walked out of the hospital in July 2019 with no job, no business, her income was zero and her self-confidence was non-existent. She went from hitting rock bottom to moving to Spain, which I hear was a dream come true, rebranding her business and creating the lifestyle she can work from anywhere in the world. She uses her signature webinar, Rockstar Formula Method, to help clients triple their income goals with the power of virtual events. And even if you've never hosted a webinar before, you can do this. So if you're a coach, a consultant, service-based entrepreneur, and you want to fill your programs and your calendars with ease, then Alex makes things simple. And she'll save you years of trial and error because she's been through it herself. So I'm sure... Listening to Alex today, you're going to get a few little tips and tricks. But I think for me, one of the most important things about women in business and entrepreneurs is getting to know who they are and their story. So, Alex, that's quite a story there and quite a transformation. If I was to ask you this question, who is Alex? What would you respond <laughs> That's a very good question. Well, Alex, Alex is Alex. I'm originally from Poland, used to live in different countries in Ireland, in UK, and then moved to Spain. So actually, since I was a little girl, I was like a traveler. I loved traveling. I was always on stage, actually, since very early ages. I was dancing and singing and performing all over uh, Europe. So that was like kind of me at the moment. I'm just looking at like the whole circle, like being on stage was always in my DNA. I was performing in front of my family since the age of three, whether they liked it or not. (laughs) I I love that. And if they were not clapping, even if one person was not clapping, I started all over again. So that was me. And yes, and, you know, traveling and uh, learning and growing. So basically, I do believe that uh, 
you know, my business at the moment is like podcast is confidence rockstar, business, business rockstar, webinar rockstar formula. So yes, this is like, you know, I would say this rockstar. Yes, Alex is a rockstar. And Absolutely. she started like that as a young girl, then she was getting better, then there were a lot of turbulences in her life. But she lost her voice, her confidence and her ground for a while. But she came back. <laughs> she awesome. arose from the ashes and she is she's back. So I would answer this question this way. Yeah. So for the women out there who are listening, what do you think was like maybe the defining moment or the biggest factor in losing your confidence? Well, I um, it's interesting because very often since I started my personal development journey and I was listening to different mentors, reading stories, some of those stories were so powerful. I mean, you know, people went through traumas in their childhood with the family, you know, they had like divorces, losses of their loved ones. And I mean, so many different things. And I always, when I was listening to the stories, I'm like, oh my God, I have a very good life. And I felt very blessed. And I kind of always said, I don't have a story like, like that. Like, you know, yeah. that something wrong kind of happened. And I don't know if it was by the law of attraction or what. That I, <laughs> I don't have a story. Then life decided to give me the story. And within like, honestly, like a year, I got hit one once and two second time. And then again and again. And every single time when I was feeling that I'm picking myself up, I got another heat and I was like, what is this going on? I didn't connect it back then that that was the story. But, you know, just in a nutshell, within like six months, I was kicked out of two jobs because I was still like working in the jobs. And yep. uh, even though I've never been fired in my life, I was always like employee of the year. And, you know, I was just kicked out in a very nasty way within six months from two jobs. And I was like, what is this? Yes, even though I didn't do anything wrong, it kind of shakes your confidence. Yeah, Especially totally. when somebody tells you like blank in your face, you are leaving now, we will get a taxi to take you home. Yeah, wow. And you're like, am I a criminal or what's going on here? So that was like, you know, the first kind of shaky moment. Then I actually, after the second, uh, let go from my job in the morning, in the afternoon, I went through the traumatic miscarriage of my second child that we've been trying with my husband for over a year. And it was devastating. And at the same time, I was building my business on the side. At that time, I had the online business called Active Happy Mama because yep. I, was, I was running. I was always very active and I was empowering moms to uh, have healthy and active lifestyle. And, uh, you know, I completed my first ever marathon when my son was seven months and Tough Mother Obstacles Race and all these crazy things I was doing, running with Buggy and inspiring others. Yeah. And at that time, I felt I didn't, after like losing the child, I didn't feel happy, mama. Even the word mama made me feel like yeah. crying. Did like a trigger. And on top of that, yeah. yeah. Sorry. A trigger, like triggered those emotions. Yeah. Exactly. And on top of that, if that wasn't enough, I got the diagnosis that something was wrong with my hip and I had to walk with crutches and I would probably never be able to run and uh, like, you know, have active lifestyle again. So I was like, okay, I definitely didn't feel active, happy mama at that time. So with all this, I also couldn't continue with my business. So, you know, the money that I started earning there 
was gone because I just couldn't yeah. do it. So like no job, no business, no income. I felt not worthy as a woman, as a mother, as a person. So basically, like, you know, from every single angle, everything was falling apart. I always kind of joke that, you know, the only thing missing was a divorce at that time. But fortunately, my husband is amazing and he's been there for me. But that was just the nail in the coffin, I think. Yes. Yes. Because, you know, yes. hell of business money. I mean, um, and at that time, I kind of felt that it was not really that much about the money or whatever. I just kind of felt that I lost my identity. Yeah. Because when they put me to work with crutches in like three months and told me that I have to have the hip endoprothesis before like the age of 40, I was like, me like always like you know a dancer a fitness instructor personal trainer runner marathoner and like it didn't just kind of you know add up so i that was the most defined you know for some people if they told you that you know you couldn't run it would be not a big deal but i'm sure for you caroline yeah, me, yes <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely and i think like you touched on something really important there is that identity because i know like even for me like when you become a you know a mom as well you know, a lot of mums out there listening feel like they they lose their their identity as well once they have a child. Um, and we we often associate our identity with things outside of us as well, whether it be a job, whether it be our financial status, you know, and then, then we compare our identity to everyone else's identity. <laughs> you know, so it's, it's not... Um, uncommon and it's understandable when we have this way of thinking that women like yourself or like myself at certain points just lose confidence and 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 feel like nothing we do is good enough to achieve but when you look at that now um, how much of that do you say was reality and how much was your perception of what was happening? That's a very, very good question. Yes. I mean, you know, at the moment, I look at all of this as a blessing, to be quite honest. Yeah. As, uh, you know, Steve Jobs said that we cannot connect the dots looking forward. We can only connect them looking backward. And I still, at that time, I didn't understand what is going no. on and why. But I heard Tony Robbins say, he said, like, life doesn't happen to you life happens for you yes and I was like oh okay so you know in all of that I had amazing support from my family and you know from from my loved ones so you know I'm so 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 uh, grateful for that that I also had the time to step back I didn't have to like find a job or go to work yeah. like tomorrow because they kind of told me okay right now is the healing time so it was it was great but you know what at the moment I still don't understand everything why it happened but out of that time the most amazing things happened and were created when I was literally walking out from the hospital because I mean I also like after the miscarriage like six months later I had the ectopic pregnancy so I was like in a hospital wow. again and I was like you know what at that time I just said I just surrender I, I just have enough yeah. I just don't want to know anything why it's happening and I honestly walked out in July 2019 had nothing and I just had to start over, but uh, I really went inside and mm. I started working on myself and rebuilding this identity, how I saw myself. Yeah. And then I started getting like, you know, the inspired ideas, what I can do with my life and how I can move forward. 
So, you know, to be quite honest, they always say that everything happens for a reason. And uh, to be quite fair, I didn't like the job where I was in, but it was just still being there because I was building my business. So until I make enough money in the business, I will stay there. And I was like hesitant. I kind of set myself a deadline and then it was extended. So basically, yes. because I couldn't make up the decision, somebody decided it made the, for yes. me and they kicked me out. <laughs> yeah, and I say that, um, I always use the phrase, it, um, we don't get what we want, we get what we need. Yes. Um, when things Super like that true. happen. Because, yeah, otherwise you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you know, and a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, as a business coach, I um, have a lot of entrepreneurs who are like, well, when do I leave my job? Like, how long do I keep doing my job and have the side hustle and I go look Joe in a realistic way you know at the start you need income you know you still need to live and you need to be not stressed about that but there will come a point where you're going to have to choose and you're going to have to take that leap of faith that this is the business you're passionate about and this is the business that you know you want to be in otherwise you'll stay in the comfort of the job Mm-hmm. And because your business won't grow because you're not allowing it to, you'll then go, oh, I was never good enough for that anyway. So, yeah, taking those risks. So what would you say is has had the who who or what has the biggest influence on you now? Now? I, I do work with, <clears throat> excuse me, I do work with a couple of mentors at the moment, but generally like over the years and I be, I mean that, I think that helped me, you know, when you probably you can relate to that Caroline and people who are listening, when you go get into the journey of personal development, start listening to like amazing people, reading books, going through trainings, and you start being surrounded by like-minded people, you know, you like it like, oh my God, why nobody told me that before? I remember, you know, the first person who I came across actually was Robert Kiyosaki, the author of Reach That for That. And then when I was read, uh, when I read this book, I was happy and angry at the same time because I was like, okay, I found out this, but like, why nobody told me that before? Yes. Why uh, we are programmed like so differently. And also, you know, my family is amazing, but I'm from the family, uh, where everyone is and has always been in a job. And that was yeah. me like, you know, go to school, get a job, get a pension and you will live, uh, you know, kids, husband, whatever. And, you know, happily ever after. But, you know, that's not the case anymore. <laughs> when they kicked me out from the job, it's like no security yes. anymore. No, and, but, uh, and jobs today don't have that security that they used to have either, even now. Exactly. Yeah. My grandmother, I remember, I think she was working in one job for like entire life. Yes. yes. Or my grandfather. So that's how it used to be. And, you know, my parents, they had like few and, you know, of course I had, I had more, but mm. uh, you know, that was like a big kind of influence first, like, you know, the whole kind of Kiyosaki's philosophy. Then yeah. I came across Tony Robbins, T. Harvecker, all these people. And I, w- I was blessed enough, like, you know, to learn from them. And at the moment I'm really into, uh, I mean, I love them all still. Yes. And at the moment I'm like uh, following very much like Bob Proctor teachings because like he passed away last year and uh, 
you know what, like one thing I do believe is like strategy. We are learning about the strategy when it comes to the business, but we cannot forget about the mindset and also like the energy around it. So I also surround myself with like some mentors and people who can help me like with, with that. So the mindset yes. and energy, because yes. the strategy, just pushing, pushing, pushing hard, it doesn't, it doesn't work when this one is not straight mm. and when this one is no. not straight. No, um, and I was talking to someone about that today. It came up in conversation um, talking about I, I really can't stand the word hustle. Mm-hmm. To me, it has so much negative connotation of just push, 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 push without doing all the inner work, without having the, you know, positive acceptance and everything mm-hmm. like that. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm the same. I think it's, you know, for me, any journey in life and business is a holistic approach. You know, it's about your, you know, but ultimately you're at the centre of your universe. And if you want your universe to flower and grow, then you need to start with you as well when you were my guest in my podcast yeah. like confidence rockstar we were talking about it yes that the success comes from within and mm. it's also true because yeah. a lot of people like you know look for the external evidence of their worth and like you know for me even you asked me about like what was the perception what was the fact so you know at that time they were like different facts that they were mm. kind of devastating but we know that facts are never devastating. The meaning we give to the facts yes. <laughs> makes it devastating or not. But, uh, you know, I kind of realized later that, well, it doesn't matter if I have a job or income or business or child or I walk with crutches or not. It doesn't really change who I am. Yes. No. If I'm running or if I'm not running, this is still kind of me. But I had to go inside to accept it and to understand it from from inside and of course I still wanted to run I still wanted to do that but when I accepted myself who I was back then then I could find a solution not from like pushing I hate the situation but from the different perspective yeah I love that um and I think that that acceptance you know I always come back to sometimes to move forward it takes acceptance of the position we're in first before we can move forward on that. So, you know, um, just a little question. If you could change anything about the world, what would it be? (laughs) You know what? I think at the moment what I would say that people are just more loving and compassionate Mm. in general because I when I look at people, I look at them like, you know, with the intention that everybody has like good inside them. And, Mm. you know, people, of course, make mistakes. I do make mistakes as well, but I don't come to people with like hate, etc. And, you know, I work online uh, and there's like so much negative energy out there and so much hate. And I don't understand this because why? Well, first of all, I do believe that these people are bored because I wouldn't have the time to put like so many negative <laughs> no, comments. No. Well, and do you know what? Interesting you say that bored, or I think some people then associate their identity with that persona they have online. Okay. As well. But- yeah. So, you know, I mean, basically when I look at, you know, sometimes when I look at people who are, you know, the best in sport, the best in politics, whatever, etc. And, you know, I don't know them personally that much, but no. I mean, you know, they are not on top because they were just sitting on a couch and doing nothing. And 
I mean, just out of respect that they worked hard, a lot of blood and tears and sweat is behind the scenes. Just leave them alone. If you don't like them, just unfollow whatever, but don't hate them. Don't send like so much negative energy. I just don't, um, don't get it why people do that. And uh, so basically what I would like to change in the world is that we are more loving. We are more supportive. We are more helpful. We are more into collaboration and yeah and and love totally agree and I think you know I look at that and I go you know people generally speaking you know people are angry and upset and aggressive when they're hurting so it's almost like you know it's almost like the world needs to be healed so that they you know so they can be be kind and generous of spirit but you know when people are in fear or struggling and I guess you know COVID brought out the you know brought out I was going to say the best in some people and the word no it just brought out the worst mostly (laughs) you know but you get you know a lot of people were in stress um but I guess for me it's too it's why then I like to associate with people who bring the kindness bring the compassion so that together you can because you can influence people with that you know, I know cranky people who, you know what, if you don't get caught up in their world, they actually almost have to be happy mm-hmm. of a certain level or at least content. <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard to continually be cranky at someone who's being nice to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like different vibration as well, yes? I mean, like, the energy of love, of gratitude, of being, like, nice is, like, higher, and the anger and sadness and hate is lower. So, actually, always, like, the higher energy wins. Yes. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, do you have a daily routine that you never miss? I do, yes. I Well, I never miss. It's almost the same every day, but a little bit different. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, when I wake up, I do some visualizations, meditations, or some uh, mantras, or this kind of uh, mental energy work. Then I do my fitness routine. So I either go on the bike, or I run, or I do some kind of uh, exercises. And uh, when I actually run or go on the bike, I put my headphone, one headphone in because yeah. I need to know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, listen to cars. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I'm listening to either my mentors or some training or some programs that, you know, to set me up for the day. So I do not turn on my phone. I mean, I do not check my emails. I do not go to social media. No, no, no. I turn on my phone because I need to, yeah. for example, connect to YouTube to my meditation or something. But uh, I do not respond to the world before I look after uh, myself so yeah so it's like mental energy and like physical uh, work first and then I am ready to crack on with the uh, with the day so for anyone out there listening what would you say that routine gives you for the rest of the day yeah, that's exactly, you know, what, I, what I'm what i saying. It sets me up for the day that, you know, mm-hmm. I 
set my mind, my intentions, how I would like the day to go and who am I? I am, you know, working on myself, programming myself. I'm stepping into the identity of Alex that, you know, I, I want to be today. So then when I'm working either with my clients or I prepare my webinars, my programs or sending emails, whatever, I'm in this energy that I yeah. want to be. Not like the first thing in the morning I get an email, which annoys me. And then I'm like, yeah, cranky to other people, right? Yeah, 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 totally. Yes. And I'm like that with my like morning exercise routine, but then my coffee at the beach is like I just need <laughs> need to see the beach and the ocean and then go, okay, nothing can happen for the rest of the day that's going to be that bad because I already have exactly. my cup, I have my cup filled and so it takes a lot more to upset me. Um, what makes you laugh? Are you uh, like a... Um, do you like comedy, cat videos? <laughs> yes, I mean, I do like comedies, definitely. And, you know, all the crazy kind of, you know, videos. But I don't like stupid videos, like yeah. stupid, stupid. I like, you know, something that is funny. And, uh, yes, and, you know, any, any, anything which is like either watching or reading or listening, which is funny. And, you know, my son makes me laugh as well, you know, seeing him grow. Uh, he's seven at the moment. So uh, I love watching him and when he's happy and he's kind of yeah. funny because like, you know, we are Polish both together with my husband. So at home we speak Polish. He goes to English school, but he also speaks Spanish. So very often in one sentence, there are like three languages. Yes, sometimes, okay. you know, he mixes. So that is, uh, <laughs> but that is funny when he explains something about school. He explains to us very often in English because he learns in English. So he doesn't, yes. well, he knows Polish, of course, and he can speak, but about the fact that what he was learning today, it is in English, yes? So it's like Polish, English, Spanish a little bit. So it makes me laugh when he's, uh, he's like that. And what makes me laugh? Laugh or I'm touched. I actually love seeing on social media or somewhere when people are happy, when somebody is engaged, when somebody has a baby, when somebody won a lottery, when somebody yeah. got a dream house, when people are saying, oh my God, oh, you have to talk about it. I'm actually happy. I'm sending them love. We need more yeah. of this rather than this hate. So I'm very happy when I see other people happy. My family, my friends, when anybody is happy, when they succeed, I love it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Like, there's no greater joy to me than seeing other people happy. Um, but also, like, kids, I think, you know, like, as I never, you know, I think we discussed in, in the, our podcast that, you know, I never wanted to be a mother. But I would say one of the greatest gifts that being a mother gave me was it allowed me to see the world again through the eyes of a child. And I love, I love kids, especially around that five, seven age group when they're, you know, they'll say anything that there's no such thing as political correctness. Um, but they're very, at the same time, they're very kind and gentle. Even if it comes across as a criticism, it's done with love. Um, but they're so honest and they appreciate the world with this beauty and innocence. And I think we lose that as adults. And we stop having fun and we stop seeing the world as a fun place. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, definitely love that. True. Which of your life achievements means the most to you? Hmm. Few. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, so the first one will be like uh, becoming becoming a mother, especially mm-hmm. because you know with the first child it wasn't also like so so easy. Yep. So I this is actually I know it sounds cliche, but very a lot of people say that until you become a mother, you don't under you will never understand your mother. And you know our mothers they kept annoying us or whatever when yes. we were children. But actually, the moment we become a mother, we're like okay, now I understand. <laughs> And it's like, I'm sorry, mom. Yes. Yeah. I was naughty girl. So definitely becoming a mother um, helped me look at myself and like the world differently. At the same time, I had a little bit at the beginning of this, as you said, like lost identity. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, I mean, everything was changed and I was kind of alone because, you know, my family came to London for like a couple of weeks, then everybody was gone. My husband at that time came back to work and I was alone and I was like breastfeeding, nappy changing, breastfeeding, nappy changing, breastfeeding, nappy changing, washing, whatever, mm. breastfeeding, nappy changing. And I was like, is that going to be my life, you know, forever yeah. right now? So it was like that, but no, I'm like, you know, so, 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 so happy. And, you know, I'm learning every day, of course, as we all do as a mother, you always kind of have it at the top of your head. Am I doing everything correct? Yes. Absolutely. And and I don't think I just had my mother here earlier and she's 80 and uh, we're talking about my son's in Europe at the moment, but lost his wallet, lost his phone. Anyway, um, we were discussing that, but then, you know, I go, yeah, I can't get mad at him because I do rec- I do remember me ringing you, mum, my mum, you know, when I was stuck overseas and she didn't hear from me for months and then I lost my passport and all sorts of things. I said, yeah, no, nothing changes and we just, we don't know the rules and we make it up as we go along because no one teaches us. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, even at 53, I'm sure I still do things that annoy my mother. <laughs> you know yeah probably yes (laughs) or she's still learning how to be a parent at 80 so no it it never stops and I think like again around acceptance having acceptance that no one hasn't worked out so that's okay when we don't do it correct or we don't do it you know the best way the first time as long as we're learning absolutely so coming back to this achievement, I would say like I think a couple of more mm. because like yep. the, I touched on it already. But when my son um, turned like seven months, I completed my first ever marathon, London marathon, yes. and I started like training when he was three months, which I still don't know how I did it. Like alongside breastfeeding and during sleepless oh, yeah. nights, I mean I crazy cold, windy yeah, yeah. London. <laughs> but you know, going through that finish line. Well, I'm, you know, you run marathons, you know that. But uh, I've only done one. I've only done one marathon. Well, you do triathlons, yes, which is even level higher. Yeah, yeah but I get to swap. I get to swap what I'm doing. It's not quite yeah, as Yeah, but, you know, after this 42 kilometers, it's already, like, you know, yeah. challenging for anybody. But, like, yes. for me at that time when, you know, my son, oh, my God, after all those months, I was crying. I remember in front of the Buckingham Palace when I crossed that finish line. So that was, like, amazing achievement for me. And I would say, like, you know, one more after all of these turbulences in my life, like a couple of years ago, when I kind of rebuilt my life, I mean, rebuilt my confidence, I started like completely different business. So we were able to move to Spain and we are living in wonderful country of Spain when the weather is beautiful as, you know, at your end and being able to like, you know, help women globally thrive in online business. So I, I'm, yeah, that I would consider as my biggest achievement. Yeah. I love that. And what would you say to those women listening now 
that have a dream, but they're too scared to follow it? What would you say to them? You know what? A few years ago, I heard a sentence. Um, if you have a desire in your heart, it's meant for you. Otherwise, it wouldn't be there in the first place. And I deeply believe that. Because, for example, I've never had a desire to be an astronaut. So I never looked at the mm -hmm. courses or trainings or anything like how to be an astronaut. It's absolutely not on my radar. No. But I had a dream that I would be able to work from anywhere in the world. I had a dream to be able to live in a hot country. And that was here. And I could either neglect it, but it was coming out, coming out. Yeah. So uh, I do believe that, you know, when you have a desire, just believe this is meant for you, but it will not happen just like that. You need no. to also take some kind of action. And what I mean by action, you don't necessarily need to know all the 17 steps, how to get there. You just trust and you take the very first step. When you take the very first step, the second one becomes clearer. And as long as you trust and you believe and you are focused on this, what you want, and you deeply, deeply feel that it's already yours, it's by law, it's, it must happen. But you just need to take that leap of faith, as you said yeah. earlier, and, and go for it. Yeah. You may not need, you don't need to know all the answers now. Just take the first step and you don't know who you will meet, what kind of situations, circumstances will uncover, or I mean, um, yes, will what kind of opportunities will open up for you that you will be able to make your dream come true. Yeah, and, and I, I, you know, have had that experience myself. It's like, you know, and I used to think, you know, and there was a lot, I guess I grew up in like around the 90s in Byron Bay, which is a little bit woo-woo and hippie. Um, you know, so there was a lot of that attraction thing going on, but just purely, you know, thinking thoughts and, and all that sort of stuff, um, which was very popular there for a while. But at the end of the day, yes, that is important. But if you don't take those little action steps, nothing's going to happen. And, and, yeah, and it doesn't matter how small the step is, as long as it's like in the direction that you think you want to go. And, Absolutely. you know, and then sometimes we get halfway down and we go, oh, this isn't for me <laughs> because mm -hmm. we go off in a different direction, but we still had to get to there before we changed. And that's okay, yes, but if we didn't go that this halfway, we wouldn't know and we may be like, you know, living in regret. Oh, absolutely. I think that would be my greatest fear in life is like regretting that I didn't do something. So before we finish, um, can you just share with the ladies like a little bit more about your programs, what you do, how they can get in touch with you and um, anything else you'd like to share? that might help okay them. thank you yeah so as you introduced me like beautifully at the very beginning i'm a confidence and business success mentor helping you thrive in online business using the power of your voice and hosting uh, your own events online uh, i've created my whole business around like webinars and challenges and i know what you may be thinking that you hate them they are difficult you don't want to talk to people you are not tech savvy i know i've heard it all and i've been there myself but as i said about the dream you don't need to know all the 17 steps ahead of you now you can definitely do them and uh, if you're a coach or a consultant or service-based entrepreneur and you are 
selling your programs or your packages, like, I mean, your knowledge and your expertise. Mm. Um, I found like, you know, the webinars and online events are the best way to actually spread your message, to increase your visibility, to build your brand and to actually connect with your ideal people. And when they come to your world and when they like you, when they trust you, when they feel that you are this, you have the solution to their problems, they would like to work with you. So, uh, you know, it's all process and I help female entrepreneurs actually go through this process to connect with the people out there who need your service, your programs, your packages, and how to speak to them in a way that it resonates and it's magnetic and they can become your clients. So, you know, we all want clients at the end of the day, yes, in order for our businesses to thrive, but also to make an impact and to whatever your mission is, I do believe that you would like to do something beautiful for other people so we can make it together. Yeah, awesome. So if you've got any questions, um, we'll put um, Alex's contacts on the thing. But, yeah, it is so important. And I know, you know, for many women in business that those first steps and that whole technology, you know, setting up webinars and how to do it, and there's so much information, but to have someone like yourself just walk them through in, in a really gentle, compassionate way, you know, is, is so important because, you know, a lot of the things that we have to do for our business these days that involve social media, you know, we may not want to do it. May We may think that's not my thing. But if you are really passionate about your business, you actually have to make it your thing because that is how you're going to get clients because otherwise you're going to be the world's best kept secret mm -hmm. and you're not going to be able to help all the people that need your help. So, yeah, absolutely important. So I should mention too before we go uh, that Alex and I are both speakers at the Women Thrive Summit um, 20th to the 24th of March. I hope if you haven't registered already that you get on. I'll put a uh, link in here to get on and register. Um, there's free tickets or you can upgrade so that you can get replays. You can get one-on-one -on -one, um, coaching with some of the speakers, lots of other value. But you can just get a free ticket and that gives you access to all of the 40 amazing powerhouse women over the four days. So make sure you check that out. And we're just going to finish with one last question to Alex. If something seems impossible, how do you handle it? I don't say to myself it's impossible because this is even like science that if you say it's impossible, you just close like, you know, all the doors. If you can ask different questions, like how can I make it possible? How can I make it happen? Then you start opening up these doors and you start getting ideas. So I don't really, you know, even at, the, at first when something seems like, oh my God, it's really impossible. No, 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 no. Come on. I've done many things in my life and other people done many things in their life that seemed impossible. How can I make it happen? How can I do it? And one more thing, like, you know, for those who are, you know, if somebody tells you that something is impossible, even like, you know, your loved one or the person that you really uh, respect. I once read it, and this is like the motto of my life as well. If somebody tells you something cannot be done, it doesn't mean it cannot be done. 
It only means that it cannot be done with that person. I like that. I like that. Nice way to end. So thank you, Alex. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, next Monday, all the links will be up for it. It'll be all on podcast as well if you want to go back and listen again. But thank you for listening and thank you, Alex. It's been absolutely amazing having you on here and see you all at the summit. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening. And I look forward to connecting with you. Thank you.